It's a long way to drive Between Dallas and San Antonio And it seems a whole lot closer There's a chance that you will be gone The writing on the wall I can plainly see And if it weren't for Dallas You'd be through with me The judge, she took your side But I had God on mine You thought you had the right to tell me I can't see him just any time He's better off with me That's plain to see If it weren't for Dallas, you'd be through with me. If it weren't for Dallas, we'd be in San Antonio. And doing things that families do, like making this house a home. In this big courtroom sure ain't no place. For a little boy to be If it weren't for Dallas You'd be through with me It's about 3.30 I'm waiting at the school Waiting there for Dallas The way we used to do And he'll see me in that old work truck With that big den in the hood And he'll smile and he'll come running Cause I said I'd pick him up and he knew I would it's just me and Dallas And we're back in San Antonio They're doing things that families do Like making this house a home That big courtroom sure wasn't no place For a little boy to be It's just me and Dallas The way it's supposed to be Now it's just me and Dallas We're home in San Antonio Doing things that families do Like making this house a home That big courtroom sure wasn't no place for a little boy to be Now it's just me and Dallas That's the way it's supposed to be Now it's just me and Dallas That's the way it's supposed to be
Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest, today, my next guest today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, W.C. Edgar. And W.C. is a pleasure and honor that you could join me today and tell us all about your great music. So first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little history on your musical journey here? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, how's everything in the sunshine state? Oh, oh pretty good. 87 degrees, so. <laughs> good. It's, it's, it's cold as heck in Kansas, like always. This is crazy. It's, uh, my story uh, began kind of in 1989. I moved to, moved to Nashville and uh, with aspirations of being a singer-songwriter. And actually, I had played pedal steel guitar and uh, went to work at Opryland USA, uh, in Nashville, it used to be a, a working musical theme park, and um, uh, I went to work on the Country Music USA show uh, as a as a pedal steel player. I did that for a couple of years. I went to work for uh, Tim McGraw. If you know who Tim McGraw is, and playing pedal steel, Tim McGraw. I toured uh, Canada with Alan Jackson. I've worked with everybody in the countryside, from Ty England from Garth Brooks's band to Dale Watson from Austin. And um, uh, just kind of a who's who in country music at the time. Uh, after our daughter, Savannah, was born, we decided to come back to Kansas. And I, I really got into pretty much just uh, songwriting. And I've got four CDs uh, playing all over the planet. I, I own all my own publishing and all my own writer's rights. And um, so I, I, I wrote every song on every one of the CDs. And, and uh, you know, kind of... a uh, it's pretty much what I what I do. Sit around and wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> oh, so you mentioned you write all of the the songs. So, is there any certain inspiration, or is there anything that that really motivates you to write all these songs and songs? Now, you know, any any singer songwriter will tell you that you know some of them are made up, some of them are from personal experience, some of them are. Or, you know, you might do something politically, you know, political like Bob Dylan did in the 60s and stuff. And, yeah, I write about everything. Country, the, you know, real country music is is songs about life and songs about relationships and songs about drinking and songs about, you know, things like that. So I, I write a lot about, you know, relationships, you know, and, and, and drinking and, and uh, stuff like that. And then I, I do occasionally write, you know, politically and I... I write. I've got a thing called Vietnam 1969 that that I wrote about from the uh, standpoint of a kid that turned turned ninth, spent his 19th birthday fighting on on the jungle floor in Vietnam, you know, and, and just you know just whatever kind of strikes a chord with me. And I've got a thing called Bible Belt that that talks about the hypocrisy uh, in Washington and in the United States in the Bible Belt and stuff. You know, I, I tried to pitch that to Adele. She's never really recorded anything that was controversial, but this would be a good first one for. <laughs> oh, so you mentioned about that 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 uh, song about Vietnam. I had just shared with her audience and you that it was ironic because my dad actually spent his twenty first birthday fighting on the jungle floor in uh, Vietnam. So I just said, "Wow, that well, that's there you go. yeah." <laughs> so there you go. So anybody that's out there, if you go to YouTube or whatever, if you listen to Spotify or Pandora or iTunes or whatever, and you punch in W.C. Edgar Bible Belt, 
or excuse me, uh, Vietnam 1969. Yeah. Uh, and you can listen to that, to that too. It's a story about a kid that, you know, he's wondering if he's ever going to get back home and see his dad and, and his family and, yeah. and stuff, you know, and it's, it's, I, I'm trying to maybe get somebody to, to, uh, use it in a doc, Vietnam documentary or a major motion picture or something, you know, where it's on the radio or, in, you know, in somebody's car or truck in the, you know, in a major, major motion picture or TV series or something set during that time period and stuff, you know? Oh, great. So you mentioned WC about, uh, you know, mentioned Adele. So, I mean, is that one of your goals is to try to get other people to sing your songs besides yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, actually, you know, it's a little bit of both, man. It's like, um, I'm kind of on a, on a search right now for a booking agent. That is a booking agent that books musical acts. I'm a little bit different. I, I mean, I can I can do acoustic shows with my Martin guitar, or I can do a show with my whole band. And uh, from sea to shining sea, all the lower 48 states, I play in. And um, I'm I, I'd really like playing casino lounges and festivals the best, and small listening rooms. I'm really not into into the nightclubs and stuff, just because majority of the club owners and stuff out there it's a whole different ball game half the time they don't end up paying you what they say they're going to pay you it's a rougher crowd but the money is in the you know in the in the casino lounges and the festivals where i can go out and play all my own all my own music so the casinos like the the original artists then there yeah you know and in in, a, in the festivals I, I kind of mix it up a little bit you know i do a lot of johnny cash and david allen Coe and Steve Earle and Hank Williams and Merle Haggard and a lot of the, the 70s outlaw stuff also, you know, that that was out there in the outlaw movement and uh, Hank Williams Jr. and stuff. And then when I do, you know, that's, that's what I do like in casinos. I'll mix it with my own stuff. And then in festivals, I play predominantly my own music because a lot of people out there do, that do listen to uh, Pandora and Spotify and iTunes and Sirius and all that or Sirius or whatever it is they already know who I am, so they, they know what to expect when they come to a, a show at a festival or something, you know. Oh, so, I mean, is there a lot of festivals you do lo locally or you have to travel around the country? Yeah, pretty much you got to travel everywhere, you know, because, uh, you know, most everything is seasonal depending on where you're, where you're going. You don't want to go past, you know, any farther north than the Midwest after about the end of October because it gets too unpleasant weather-wise, you know, so... But yeah, I, I book all my European stuff myself. I've toured Australia and Spain and and Norway and Sweden and and uh, a couple of years ago I toured France nine different times. And actually, I play more in Europe than I do in the United States. But I'm looking to kind of change that and try to find a booking agent to uh, that believes in my music and and uh, wants to really push me to play maybe 200 or 250 dates a year. Wow, 250 dates. Uh... A, a year, but I mean, is, is is that what you used to do when you toured with the country guys? Or oh yeah, 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 two hundred, two hundred fifty days a year. I talked to a guy the other day, a friend of mine from Ohio. He worked three hundred and twenty nine days last year. Uh -huh. oh. Wow! So, like you said, it, there's a lot of op opportunity <laughs> to do these shows if you you want them. Oh huh? yeah. Oh sure. You know, and, and the way to look at it, man, is like. You know, there's between 2,200 and 2,500 casinos in the United States, the majority of which have lounges right. and that do have some kind of music. And and hypothetically, you know, if you could find 12 to 15 casino lounges in, in the lower 48 states 
and route back in there every 90 days to, to one of those properties, you know, you could play 150 days a year like that, you know. So it's, it's just finding a booking agent that, like I said, that believes in you, that wants to work you and wants you to make them some money and they want to make you some money too, you know. Oh, so you usually perform mostly all of your original music at all these events, sir? Yeah, like I said, the only thing is uh, when I do casinos, I mix it up 50-50, 60-40, whatever. But when I play clubs, I do opening acts and stuff. Most of the people already know who I am because it's advertised as such. Singer-songwriter W.C. Edgar, you've heard him on Pandora and Spotify and iTunes and stuff. And if you haven't, you know, check him out at his website, wcedgar.com, and and uh, you know, come out and support a good, good uh, independent music. You know, exactly. Uh, so uh, you you have all of these these songs. So and, and you mentioned that the goal is for some you know different artists to record them. And uh, so I mean, you would prefer that, or sometimes it's just great to record a song yourself, huh? Well, I, I still like to record and re- you know, everything I. I, I release, I record myself, I, you know, I, and I'll continue to do that. But um, you know, anybody out there, you know, Chris Christopherson and Merle Haggard and you know David Allen Coe and Hank Williams Jr. and Hank Hank Williams and all these people—they were all singer-songwriters. They wrote the majority. They wrote ninety-nine percent of all the songs that they ever released. You know, and so it's always nice to release them yourself because you wrote them. But it's also nice to have somebody else. Uh, record one of them and make you a little little money, you know. So you mentioned uh, WC about the the drinking uh, so- songs. Is that something that comes yeah. easy for you? <laughs> what what's that? Run run that by me again. No, I'm just saying with the with the drinking songs. Is that something you have experience in? Well, let me tell you what. Let's put it like this. You know, George Jones. And everybody out there knows who George Jones was. You know, George Jones was the epitome of a country song, okay? Um, a lot. He had a song called If Drinking Won't Kill Me, Her Memory Will. Now, a lot of people could have recorded that, but, you know, you have to, a lot of times you have to have lived, you know, what you're singing about to convey that story you're trying to tell to the listening audience. And the listening audience, usually they can believe, you know, that they can, they can, uh, they can tell if you're telling the truth, if you're singing with the conviction and stuff, you know, that you're trying to. So when George Jones sang, if drinking won't kill me, her memory will, I can hear it in his voice. I know what he went through in life with a bottle and stuff, you know. Now, I, I, I drank, you know, I, I drank some, but I never, ever went through anything like a lot of those people go through. You know, I got a thing on one of my albums called My Old Friend the Whiskey, because I've known people in, in bands and, and in personal life that, that they were so addicted to that bottle. It was like a part of their being, you know, when they, they felt at home when that bottle or that glass or can or whatever was in their hand, you know? And, and, um, so I think to correctly sell a song, I think it's easier if you wrote the song because like I said, you, 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 you can relate to that in a real, uh, believable manner, manner. You know what I'm saying? Okay, WC, you know what? That sounds simply fantastic. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today calling us from Kansas, uh, uh, Mr. 
W.C. Edgar, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and we're so blessed and honored to have W.C. here to tell us all about his great music. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth, and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. been together a long long time through lots of stormy weather in your world and mine we belong together and our hearts fit like a glove could never see us falling out of love But from where I sit I can see where you stand It's a sad situation None of us understand Lord, the blame's been pointed From both of our hands And from where I sit I can see where you stand That can't be denied Eyes too tough to say I'm sorry When I'd leave you crying All this time together Can't end up this way You know I always love you What else is there to say? But from where I sit I can see where you stand It's a sad situation None of us understand Lord, the blame's been pointed From both of our hands And from where I sit I can see where you stand Lord, the blame's been pointed From both of our hands And from where I sit I can see where you stand
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is Mr. W.C. Edgar, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. And uh, we're so blessed and honored to have W.C. here to tell us all about uh, his great music. Uh, thanks so much. We're truly blessed and we really appreciate it. Okay, uh, WC, so I want to talk about uh, some of these uh, nice songs our audience has been listening sure. to, and you could tell us a little bit or stories or whatever here. So the first song is Dallas. Can you tell us about this song? I sure will. You know, I was watching uh, a lot of people uh, that used to watch TV back in the day. There used to be a show on called, um, uh, it was a major motion picture called Kramer versus Kramer. Right. And it was Dustin Hoffman and somebody else, and there was a little boy in there, I believe, if my recollection is right. And he was part of a custody battle. So, you know, one of the things about writing songs is what they call the hook. You know, there's this, this, the thing that comes and grabs you. And it's like Dallas, you think the song is about, is about Dallas, Texas, or something like that. But Dallas ends up being, the song is about a little kid named Dallas, and he's in a custody battle. His dad... And his mom are in a custody battle about it. And that's what, and you listen to the words and you can, and follow it along. And it's like, it, it blows you away. Because first off, you think they're talking about Dallas, Texas, because they talk about, San, I talk about San Antonio. And, you know, it's a long way to drive between Dallas and San Antonio, you know, and stuff. But, but when it comes right down to it, what blows you away, the hook of the song is you're talking about a little kid named Dallas. And he's in the middle of a, of a, mom and his dad and, and the rest of it if you listen to the song was real self-explanatory oh okay and another song we have here is from where i sit okay i'll tell you i'll tell you about this one um i was in the office at my house uh slash music room slash spare bedroom <laughs> and my wife hollered something at me from the other room and i said and I hollered back at her. I said, well, from where I sit, I know where you stand. You know, and it's just, you know, like a, like a phrase, you know. And, um, and she said something else. I said, hey, just a minute. Don't say anything else. So I wrote it down. From where I sit, I know where you stand. Where I sit, I can see where you stand. And then I sit down and wrote the song, you know. And, and you know, and some of it's made up, some of it isn't. It's just like any song, you know, from Ring of Fire, from Johnny Cash to, to, you know, to anything, you know. Some of it's true, some of it's uh, what, what David Letterman would call the, the writer's embellishment. <laughs> right, okay, and another song we have here is Mirrors Don't Lie with Daryl Singletary. Yeah, well, if anybody out there is a big country fan, uh, Daryl Singletary was a dear friend of mine. He passed away in Nashville last uh, January or February. He was like 46, 48 years old, and uh, he came in and sang the last line on it for me. And um, it's a song about a guy that is, um, you know, he's going through relationship problems like we all have. If, if there's anybody out there, Radio Land says they've never been in a relationship problem, I'll call you a liar to your face because it's <laughs> everybody from the time they're in junior high or grade school until the day they die, they're in some kind of a relationship problem at least for at least once. So this is about a guy 
that you know he's having a relationship problem, and no matter how hard he tells himself, you know that he's over this woman. You know he tells himself, "I'm over her. You're over. Yeah, I'm I'm done with you, woman. You know, and all this stuff." But when he looks in the mirror, he's looking himself right in the eye in the mirror, and and that's telling a different story. Yeah, I tell myself I'm over you, but mirrors don't lie. You know, he he keeps saying, you know, that he's he's over her. But when he looks at himself in the mirror and he's looking back at himself, he knows that's not true. You know, so that's pretty much the the premise of Mirrors Don't Lie, another really good country song that that uh, anybody from Tim McGraw to to uh, Eric Church to Blake Shelton, even these new people could sing it, and it'd be a great song. You know. Okay, and finally we have Man in the Back Seat. That's right. Man in the Back Seat, anybody that's familiar with with the the great late uh, Hank Williams Sr. knows that Hank died in the back seat of a of a baby blue uh, Cadillac on New Year's Day nineteen fifty three en route from Knoxville, Tennessee to a show that he never made it to. On New, on New Year's Day, 1953, in Canton, Ohio. And he died in the backseat of that Cadillac. And this is a, kind of a story about how Hank, you know, Hank's last few days, you know, and, and, and that trip, that last fateful trip in the backseat of that baby blue Cadillac from Knoxville, Tennessee, to uh, Canton, Ohio. Uh, and, you know, how the Opry, they we fired him from the Opry for drinking and stuff, you know, and, and he, you know, and, you know, he had a drug problem, you know, I don't know if it's cocaine or, or, uh, morphine or both or, or what, you know, but it was a bad mix. And, and it just, it tells everything that the guy was going through in those last few hours before he passed away in Oak Hill, West Virginia, early in the morning on, uh, January 1st, 1953 man in the back seat. That's right. Okay, so those are uh, four great uh, songs there. Are those relatively n- newer songs that you've written? Yeah, those, those were like, I don't know, 2011 or something like that. That was the second CD. And actually, actually when we talked, that's the only one I had the, the uh, uh, MP3s to. They, those were all on the, well, all of those except one. Uh, Mirrors Don't Lie was on the Alcohol Hall of Fame album, and those were on the Old School Survivor album. That's right, uh-huh. Okay, uh, WC. So I want to talk, you know, about your touring, and you mentioned about Norway. What kind of experience, like going to a country like that, is? I mean, do they love country music there? Or? Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah all, uh, Let's put let's put Europe and Scandinavia in. Let's put Europe and um, let's put Europe and Scandinavia in the same boat there. Okay, so uh, it's uh, you know you you tr- try to travel a lot in Europe. You mentioned that more than the U.S. You said, yeah. And well, where I was going with this was, oh, <laughs> that, okay. In in Europe and in the in Scandinavia, um, it's so clean. The United States is a is a filthy pigsty. I mean, yeah, or is the way we're we're, we're polluted and yeah. our you know, and all of our politicians, they don't care. Right. They'll right. be dead. They're all 90 years old anyway. They'll yeah. all be dead before all the pollution catches up and kills the rest of us. Right. But when, you know, when you go to, 
you know, to France and to Germany and to Norway and Sweden, you know, they've got, without getting too political, they're happy people because they have universal health care. They have, you know, they have a free college for anybody that wants to go that keeps their their uh, their grades up. You know, if, if somebody gets uh, to the point where they can't take care of themselves, instead of getting shut into a nursing home and losing every cent you have in the United States, the government pays for you, you know, and I don't care what people say, you know, and, and that's just, that just makes sense. And so they're, they're very happy because they're not worried about getting sick and taking bankruptcy and losing everything that they have. It, 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 a lot of their happiness comes from their politics, you know? Right. So, so yeah, that's uh, interesting that, you know, you have that uh, uh, opportunity. And I mean, when you're in, in Europe, yeah. I, I mean, do they have a lot, lot of shows that you're, you're, you're playing back to back or how's the schedule there? Yeah. You know, it just depends on the buyer and the, whoever booked me, whoever the agent was that booked me as to how many shows that I do and how many days between them and whatever. And like, it's uh, like when we went to the first big uh, show in, uh, outside of Lyon, France in 19, or excuse me, in 2009, um, there were 15,000 people there and what was big outdoor venue. And what's crazy is, is that, you know, most of the people in Europe that are like over, over 40, the majority of them don't speak English, but the ones under 40 and all the kids do. And so all these people in the first like five or six rows that I could see, you know, in front of the lights, they were all singing the words to my songs that I wrote in English, but they can't speak English. The majority of them can't, you know? So it's like, they, they really like the song so much that they listen to it you know, in such a repetitive nature that they learn the songs in English. I mean, that says a lot to me because I don't know of any song in, in, in German or Spanish or any other language that, that I like that I hear somewhere that well that I want to learn it learn to sing it in their language. I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, ethnicity-wise or anything, that I don't care for their, you know, any any diversity or anything. I, I do, but I do care for other diversity and lots of other ethnicities and religions. But but I don't know of any song that I would be so attracted to that I would learn, learn it and learn to sing it in that language, you know? Right. Uh, so, uh, WC, do you have any plans of coming here to Orlando, Florida anytime soon? No, you know, like I said, I'm just looking for a booking agent that is... Right, right. I'm trying to book book myself now, and it's pretty tough. As soon as I can find a booking agent, you know, I'd be glad to go anywhere. I've, I've been to Orlando. I've been to, you know, all over Fort Lauderdale and all, you know, lots of places in Florida. And hadn't been to Key West, but but uh, that's a, kind of my bucket list. But, I'm, you know, I'm kind of up for playing in all the lower 48 and... Uh, and just getting as busy as I can get this year. So, you know, like we're saying, if there's anybody out there that is a booking agent, you yeah. know, you only charge me 10 or 15%, you know, get in touch with me through my website at wcedgar.com and uh, let's make each other some money. Okay, WC, you know what? That sounds simply fantastic. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is WC Edgar, a great singer, songwriter, musician, 
performer. And uh, we're so blessed that uh, WC could be here and tell us all about his fantastic country music. We're truly blessed indeed. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. This time it's really over We're done and gone You're somewhere else with someone new I never thought that you could Your things are in the closet At the end of the hall Everything I've ever lost You know I'll miss you most of all I thought we were doing fine I never dreamed you'd say goodbye Sometimes love, it takes a trip When you can't see I I'm putting on a smiling face Though I'm hurting deep inside I tell myself I'm over you But mirrors don't lie I look myself right in the eye And lie and say I'll never think of you A smile across my face And for a while You can't see my heart is breaking In two That's that old fool staring back at me He feels like he could die I tell myself I'm over you But mirrors don't lie Right in the eye and lie and say I'll never think of you And then a smile across my face and for a while You can't see my heart is breaking in two That's that old fool staring back at me You know he feels like he could die Tell myself I'm over you But mirrors don't lie I tell myself I'm over you 
But mirrors don't lie. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is Mr. W.C. Edgar, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. He has performed with uh, legends such as Alan Jackson, as, as well as uh, writing a lot of different songs, looking to write songs for himself, looking to write songs for major country artists. And we're so blessed to have W.C. Edgar here today to tell us all about his great music as a singer songwriter musician performer and besides uh, thanking wc i also want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners today for supporting this show and sharing my love and passion for what i do which is bringing you wc's love and passion for what he does and you know if you've got a show idea story idea mainly a guest suggestion please let me know because uh, i definitely want to take that suggestion uh, this this particular guest, uh, W.C. Uh, Edgar, was actually uh, my own uh, selection, but we, we will definitely let you know uh, when, uh, you know, the listeners pick one and we encourage listeners to pick one. And if you would like to pick one. You can visit my website at uh, MikeCara.com and uh, send me an email or give me a call. And also, if you would like to be a tweet peep, it is so easy to do. And you can simply go to Twitter.com slash, I'm going to spell it out, M-I-K-E-K-A-R-A-73. And what that spells out too is MikeCara73. And you definitely want to get that, uh, hook that up, become a tweet peep. And like I said, for example, the behind the scenes uh, tour goes something like this. It'll say that I just interviewed uh, W.C. Edgar. Then it's going to say I'm working on the show featuring an interview with W.C. Edgar. And then it's going to say the show with an interview with W.C. Edgar is all complete. So you definitely want to check that out. To become a tweet peep. And I also want to mention that anytime I say I've interviewed somebody, if, if I say I've interviewed, you know, the, the prime minister or president or king of Norway, it's done. So uh, definitely something to check out. Uh, become a tweet peep. So, and again, my guess indeed is uh, W.C. Edgar. And W.C. is such a pleasure and honor you could join me today. Thanks so much. We're truly uh, blessed, and we truly do appreciate it. Okay, uh, WC, so we mentioned your uh, website, and uh, so that, that you have a lot of social media, or? Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got a, a face, I've got a, um, I've got my WC Edgar American Outlaw singer-songwriter Facebook page, and I've got uh, an Instagram page, WC Edgar, and I've got my Twitter feed, W.C. Edgar, and I've got uh, my SoundCloud uh, page, you know, W.C. Edgar. I've got about everything out there that I can, because I, I have to do everything in-house because I don't have the, the funding. I don't have management or anything. I can't pay somebody to take care of all my social media, so I have to do everything in-house. And uh, But at least I'm out there amongst everybody else, you know. OK, 
Okay, and now as far as uh, YouTube, do you have a YouTube channel? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot that one. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, okay. So I was just taking a look here and seeing uh, you've got a lot of uh, different uh, vi- vi- videos. I mean, are some of these like music videos? Have you done that yet? Or? They're all video. They're all music videos. They're all music they're all, videos. They're all, they're all live. But they're all live like, you know, a lot of people, what you find out in the music business is they can't sing live. Like like you go to a concert and it'd be like, or you see them at a festival and they'd be like, man, they don't sound nothing like the record. And it's like, that's because a lot of people can't, you know, they, they can't sing good live. They have to have vocal tuning in the studio to, you know, to, to be presentable. So like with me, um, if you go to wsedgar.com, you can go to the social media page and you'll see all my social media links there. You can click on each of them and, and go to each one of them. And, and, um, but I have a lot of, uh, acoustic video on there. just me and my guitar and my Martin guitar and uh, a lot of videos with me like in France and and uh, that are live videos but they're live concert videos. Oh great. Yeah, we see that you you have a lot of uh, great uh, vi- videos and uh, different uh, things. Oh yeah, you have uh, looks like there's a performance of this uh, via Vietnam 60 69. I'll have to tell my dad about that. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And I kind I kind of explain it. A lot of those, I kind of talk around them because a lot of people, you know, they don't have a rapport with people. They're, they're pretty cold. They turn a cold shoulder to the audience. Well, the audience, you know, I got to sell that song, and you're the one buying my download or my CD or whatever. You're the one, you know, helping me pay my, my mortgage. So, um, yeah, so I talk a little bit. I tell kind of how I wrote some of them sometimes, you know, and what the premise was behind the initial uh, song and stuff, you know. Oh, great. Now, as far as the music, are you like on iTunes and Google Play and all that then? And Yep. Yep. Oh. I think I'm everywhere. Any kind of music is played and sold and streamed and given away for nothing and <laughs> everything. <laughs> So, so now, obviously, I'm sure on your social media, on your website, the the tour and everywhere you're going to be is all on there. Yeah, and right now, right now, there's nothing on there except one date for next year in Berlin, where I'm going to like a conference kind of a thing. But I have no dates right now. Um, I'm just uh, we've been we sold our house and we're we're trying to uh, trying to move somewhere else and and um, just trying to get you know, to a better place where we, you know, like our surroundings and, and stuff. And, uh, so, and yeah, and then I always update my tour dates on my website. So whatever you see, there's what I have. Uh-huh. So how is your, uh, you know, album status? Do you have a current album working on a current album or? Yeah, I've got, like I said, I've got, uh, nothing new right now. Okay. It's been, uh, two years since my last one was out. I've got I've got four CDs out. I've got Alcohol of Fame, and then the next one was Old School Survivor, and then the third one was an anti-Nashville um, against everything Nashville stands for, or everything Nashville music stands for. Because you know Nashville is just a bunch of pop music anymore. It's not country yeah. country music. It's like Las Vegas pop music to me. And that one was called Nonconformist, and then the last one was called I Lied. 
And uh, like I said, I wrote every song on every one of them and owned all my own publishing and everything. And and uh, a lot of different uh, case scenarios, a lot of different things from from drinking stuff to personal stuff to now and then a political thing to rodeo stuff to just whatever, you know, love, love songs. So, you know, just whatever, whatever mood I was in that given day that I felt like writing that, you know. Oh, so are songs piling up? I mean, is the idea of an album kind of coming up uh, as a possibility or? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've already got it written. I'm, oh, you got it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've had it written for six months. I'm just waiting on the, on the, either somebody to, to, uh, give me the $8,500 I need to cut it in Nashville or, you know, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I like, uh, the, uh, the recording in Nashville. I mean, I like to record my stuff there with the musicians and stuff, but I don't like what the big labels and stuff are doing to people. They'll take like a, you know, 16 year old kid that their mom and dad put $10 million up and then let them go in and, and record a whole album, then release it. And, and they didn't write any of those songs or anything, you know, and it's just, I don't like the, the, uh, the business end of it, the, the politics in Nashville, but I still go there to record. So I have another new, new CD written I'm just waiting on the to get the money to go there to record it and then get it get it released you know gotta stay one step ahead of the game <laughs> yeah that's what you definitely have to do okay WC definitely uh, great to be able to speak with you any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to to mention about anything I don't know I think the biggest thing that's holding me back from being more of a household name right now among internet radio users from, you know, Pandora, Spotify, Rhapsody, uh, iTunes, uh, Cirrus, or whatever. All that is me finding a booking agent. If I could find somebody out there, just one person that believed in me, it would change my whole life to the point that I could go out and I would be working all the time instead of sitting in this rental duplex with no lease by the month, you know, just paying the monthly rent. <laughs> Uh, writing songs, and uh, when I should be out playing five or six nights a week. That, that'd be all I would be, I would ever ask anybody was, to, you know, if you know anybody or if, or if you could turn a friend on to my music, even if you don't like country music. I've had so many people come up to me and say, you know, I hate country music. I despise country music, but I like your stuff. So that kind of tells you I'm not, I'm not the norm, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. One last thing. Speaking about if, you know, people would like to get in touch with you or booking agents, what's the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is to go to wcedgar.com, and I've got a contact us uh, site on there. You just put in your email and put in your note and hit send. It'll come right to me. And I think in, in closing, you know, the guy that discovered Johnny Cash, and uh, Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee Lewis and all that. His name was was Sam Phillips, and he had a, a, a recording studio in Memphis, Tennessee. He he discovered Elvis and a lot of those people too, with you know, and and um, with uh, uh, Colonel Parker. And uh, it was called Sun Studios. And he had a, one of the most famous quotes in the music business. And and I quote: "If you're not doing anything different." you're not doing anything. And W.C. Edgar is different than any other country artist out there. So remember that and go look me up. (laughs) 
Okay, that sounds uh, great. My guest has been, and thanks so much, uh, WC. My guest has been WC Edgar, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America? And uh, please catch us again next time. Back in 52, the stars ain't shining and it's raining too. Somewhere between Knoxville and Ohio, the king of country music was headed for a show. The past three years have been hard on this man and he's had all the fame. Well, that he can stand, everyone knows Hank from town to town. And that's why he can't settle down. Sudden the moon went under a cloud The wind started blowing, it was moaning real loud The Cadillac stopped out on the open road And the man in the back seat was growing mighty cold Snorting cocaine, drinking hard whiskey to help ease the pain. Traveling around the country from shore to shore, always thinking he could do just a little bit more. Speeding through the night in a blue Cadillac, late for the show, ain't no turning back. Fired from the Opry for drinking that booze was a little bit more than Hank could stand to lose. All of a sudden the moon went under a cloud The wind started blowing, it was moaning real loud The Cadillac stopped out on the open road And the man in the back seat was growing mighty cold Starts blowing, it's moaning real loud. The Cadillac stopped out on the open road, and the man in the back seat 